0: hi everyone welcome back to another female spotlight episode so today i'm speaking to nidhi singh who is the founder of the pcos club india um, and that's india's first official community for women with pcos so i am really excited to speak to nidhi about pcos her journey with it um, and just a lot more about what pcos is because again it's an important topic that I think we all need to be educated on especially as women. Hey. Hey Alicia, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you Liddy? It's so nice to finally see you and speak to you. Same here. Um well, thank you so much for coming on to Femal and the podcast. It's you know, a pleasure to have you. Um before we get into anything, I just want to ask you how you've been, how you've been doing because you know we hear this phrase a lot of the times when we're speaking to people but we don't always listen to what they have to say so i just want to know how you've been and yeah how you've been doing
1: this is so true uh and i really appreciate you putting genuine effort to understand how i am well it's been a tiring day i would not lie but always pumped up to talk about this topic i've been doing really well thank you for asking i hope you're doing really well too
0: of course thank you so much. So I'm going to jump right into the questions. I think it's such an important topic that we should all be kind of discussing and really speaking about. So just as a, you know, a start of question for any of our viewers that might not know what PCOS is, do you mind just explaining to us, you know, what that is, what it stands for, and what are some of its major symptoms and consequences?
1: Right. So PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Now, if it doesn't have any confirmed stats as of now, but what we've been hearing is that it, start, it has been affecting more than 13 to 14 percent of women worldwide, and it wow. may be not a very recent stat. Uh, in India, we consider it to be somewhere uh, one in four women now, So uh, and earlier it was understood to be only affecting women who are in the urban areas of our country, but it's not like that anymore. Uh, the technology, the lifestyle, it is all affecting everyone uh, the same way. Uh, now, what does it really mean to have PCOS? The one major symptom that you may see is that your periods get messed, delayed, or suddenly you see a very scanty hair fall. Uh, uh, certainly a very scanty flow of your period so this is just related to the periods now uh, there are various other physiological features associated with PCOS which you can see and also some features which you cannot see so some features that you can see is sudden weight gain or sudden weight loss both of them so the weight loss aspect is understood to be lean PCOS so uh, many women who understand that they lose the weight and get the periods fixed uh, may not work for everybody. So it's more about the fat loss. So, uh, and I'll address that in the coming, coming uh, minutes. Uh, so, hair fall, acne, alopecia, uh, male pattern like, um, you know, hair loss. It could be female pattern hair loss as well. Uh, there could be, uh, you know, lots and lots of cystic acne or it doesn't have to be cystic. It could be just the lots lots, and lots of pimples on this side of your yeah. face. And uh, you may see sudden bloating or sudden weight gain on your lower abdomen. You may be okay. thin, but you may see like a bulge appearing. Yeah, around uh, the hip be, area. Yes. So this could be due to your uh, sedentary lifestyle and various other hormonal imbalances that uh, may be happening. Uh, Symptoms that you don't see uh, from the outside and you cannot identify somebody uh, with just looking at them is the emotional well-being. So yeah. they may have like really bad mood swings or depression or depression-like symptoms uh, and that might not, you know, uh, be associated with pieces. Just by looking at it, you need to really understand the patient too. Uh, get a sense of their mental health also one symptom that we see really largely these days is hirsutism that you see lots of facial hair growth uh, on your face and maybe on your body as well so these are some of the symptoms that you see uh, low libido or more than high libido unusual variation of your libido is something that you associate PCOS with and also PCOS may affect your fertility levels, doesn't mean that PCOS causes you to be infertile. Ovulation patterns and your menstruation cycle is a bit harder to track with PCOS. So it certainly becomes like a a challenge or a game to sort of get your ovulation understood by you. So this may seem to you that you're infertile, but you may not be. So you just need to get the right sources.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important that you mentioned how the mental well-being side of PCOS is a very real thing. And sometimes we focus on the physical symptoms of PCOS. But I think there's a lot behind the scenes that goes on, especially with the emotional well-being as well. Um, But, you know, of course, you are the founder of the PCOS Club India, which is kind of India's first official community, you know, for PCOS, especially for women to have that save space to share their stories and just if you're comfortable around this topic so what really triggered you to start this community because I'm sure it must have been something that you were really really passionate about to just take that leap and really really just you know um, I guess take that heads on.
1: Thank you for asking that question, Alisha. And I'll pick it up from the emotional well being aspect that you spoke about. So, when I was going through my PCOS, I've been dealing with it for over 10 years now without knowing that I had it over 10 years. But maybe after a few years, I realized when I made a trip to the doctor, because in India, uh, we're never told that you have to have a yearly checkup. The sex education, the menstrual education yeah. in sure. India is really, really uh, Poor, Like in my times, it was really poor. Now we see, thankfully, a lot of, lot of pages coming up. So we were never told that you have to make a trip to gynecologist until I saw that my periods have almost like become scanty or I don't see them anymore. And that's when I realized that I am at risk of PCOS. And then also I didn't really pay a heed, But until when I came back to India from my higher education from the UK, I saw a lot of lifestyle changes happening in terms of my emotional well-being, in terms of my personal uh, health in, in terms of my personal life, and that really affected me overall. And I was so alone in this journey, so I never had anybody to share it with across. Even my friends and family, they would never understand because nobody talked about this condition. Everybody would talk about diabetes or a thyroid, which is so rampant, again, but you could have similar symptoms. And in fact, we see that families having these conditions in their uh, you know mother father or grandparents, You tend to get those genes, doesn't mean that those genes will give you PCOS, but you're getting that lifestyle from them, right? And if everybody's talking about diabetes and thyroid, why are we not talking about PCOS? That was my motto. Like, I really wanted to go out and say that please start talking about it to your parents, to your loved ones, because if you're going through a mood swing, you have a sudden surge of anger they need to understand it's not personal. It's like you cannot control your hormones. Sometimes it is not in your hand. You just can't control it, you know. Absolutely. Um, so this was the reason I started this community where I could just rant. I could just put anything on my page. And it starts from a personal page where I used to share my lifestyle, my thoughts, my dishes. And I felt that yes, I have somebody, somebody is just listening me out. And within just six months, I uh, I just got so much love. Uh, I got so many followers and I wanted to change it to a community page rather than, rather than being just my page. So right now, I uh, in spite of uh, creating a bigger space for lots and lots of people to come in and share their uh, suggestions, I still do bring in my personal experiences because yeah. that I feel is really, really helpful and people are able to connect And they just see that, okay, yeah, I am not alone. Uh, If she went through it and she sort of managed it, I can do it myself as well. So it really is a pickup for them. So I wanted to create a positive space where uh, we are not only talking about, uh, you know, lifestyle changes, but emotional well-being and, other aspects as well, how can we be a, be a support system for each other? So it's not only the Instagram page. We have a very buzzing Telegram community and the WhatsApp community. And we're very soon coming up with a platform as well. So so Amazing. I think that uh, creating the support system is very important. That's what I've learned. And I yeah. feel PCOS lacks so much of research at the moment. I'll give you an example. There's lots and lots of conversation about inositols, you know, about herbs, but nobody puts it on the paper. On the paper you have metformin, you have, on the paper you have hormonal medication, but we see people getting better with the other alternate therapies which nobody talks about. Hence, it is even more crucial to learn from each other's experiences. And we can only do that by, when we come together and just ask, hey, what worked for you? Uh, you know, I've been trying to deal with my hair loss. I, I tried everything, but nothing's working so just talking about one particular product or a lifestyle that can really be a big support and that's how i learned i learned from international communities where there was nobody in india doing it so i felt all the more dire need to create that space in india
0: absolutely i think it's so um empowering that you know you've been through your journey and you are now wanting to put that out in the public and really create this community and i think you're so right i mean I think when you hear PCOS, the immediate remedy for that tends to be birth pill or something to do with hormones. And I think, as you said, there's so many more alternative remedies, more natural Ayurvedic-based remedies that can really, really be helpful. But you need to trigger that conversation for that to really come out. Um, So we touched upon the fact that, you know, PCOS can result in a number of physical body changes. So you mentioned like weight gain, um, hair loss. What advice would you have for women that are facing these symptoms, especially now focusing on the physical kind of side of things?
1: I would say that see an expert, because if you keep uh, the struggle with you uh, and just doing hidden trial on yourself, you may not know what's triggering the PCOS for you. So the first step is to understand your root cause. Anybody who can help you do that would be a holistic health care practitioner. It is very important to get a good diagnosis from the gynecologist because she is the expert for that. So we need to really appreciate that the diagnosis needs to be bang on because there's so many other similar conditions like thyroid, hyperprolactinemia, and other sorts of tumors which could give you the same symptoms, right? So the diagnosis is where you start your journey. And then you go on to understand your probable root cause and triggers. So those root cause and triggers could be your nutritional deficiencies or gut health issues or inflammation, uh, any underlying problems that you may have which are unaddressed. Insulin resistance is one of the top ones that we see. And usually you are recommended a metformin to control your blood sugar glucose levels. But uh, how can you use natural ways and diet and lifestyle and supplements? God, I cannot stress how important supplements are uh, for a certain bit of time at least. So we see that majority of women are uh, low on the D three levels or B twelve levels, and you need to supplement to make sure that those levels are up because it makes a big big impact while you're making your lifestyle changes. It sort of is like a tight hug that you know you we are there for you and it helps you pick you up because with yeah. the fatigue levels. If somebody tells you that you are not able to, uh, you know, you are not able to pick yourself up from the bed and somebody tells you go and get a walk and, you know, you should work out. How would you do that if you don't have the energy? If you're it's emotionally impossible. not, yeah. it's, it's impossible. So uh, there's, there's a lot of debate on supplements, but I, you, I really, really uh, trust the supplements. Although I feel and, and, and I uh, sort of really believe that whatever medication You are on always have an exit strategy in terms of even if you see that, okay, I need to take the pill medically, it is important for me to take the pill, then have the exit strategy that how long am I okay to take it and what I should be doing along. So understanding your root cause, looking at the medication, how important it is to go on that birth control pill, how much time do you have to make the changes? Is it really necessary to be on the pill? If not, then give yourself time to make those lifestyle changes and trust the process because it can take up to three months to show the results. So uh, even if your personal goal is to lose that weight, uh, don't pressure yourself to starve. Don't pressure yourself to go on a low calorie diet But look at a plan for yourself, which is addressing your root cause. So you may be going through insulin resistance, and you're starving yourself. Your hunger cravings will go on; they will triple, multiple fold. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, this is very, very important that you see a professional once and just understand what could it be for you. Uh, Understand your body. Yes, and then work along. Uh, on those factors, because I feel that once you get that understanding from somebody, then you're able to manage it for your life. So you have to understand: today you are able to reverse your PCOS. Tomorrow you are living symptom-free life. Once you go through the same lifestyle in any way, say for example, for some personal reason your stresses are back, and they are uncontrollable, and your symptoms are back. You need yeah. to understand how to manage that condition. So uh, a PCOS can be symptom free, uh, but only until your lifestyle is the same. Uh, to say that PCOS can be 100% cure medically, it is wrong to say that. Uh, very similar to a diabetes that you manage that chronic illness. Uh, so a PCOS can affect a young girl who's a, say a th- 14 year or 15 year, even less yeah. so we see now do until after menopause so you see that's a big span of uh, life that you're looking at uh, so mm-hmm. you can see it in a positive way that you know if i have a good lifestyle i don't need to worry and i know what my trigger points are so maybe i need to take care of them more uh rather than just saying that okay my thesis is reversed now and i don't need to worry at all it can yeah. come back so You have to be very it's ready. a
0: full yeah. lifestyle change isn't it
1: yeah Absolutely.
0: And you mentioned supplements. So what supplements would you recommend? Because I've heard that vitamin D is, and it is very, very important, especially when it comes to the normal regulations of a lot of the hormones. So what supplements would you recommend for anyone that might be kind of thinking of um, trying them and taking them?
1: Absolutely. And before I go on I telling uh, on supplements, please do not take this as a medical advice. It is only a generic advice. Please see your health professional because We don't know how your levels are. So one mistake that a lot of women do is that pick up a multivitamin and say, okay, it has zinc, it has magnesium, it has vitamin D and it has biotin, it has everything and I'll just pop that one pill and there we go. But Mm -hmm. if your vitamin D levels are really, really insufficient and deficient for that matter, if they are somewhere around 10 and you're taking just a 400 IU dosage, which is a very minimal in what you find as a multivitamin then that won't do any justice to what you're going through. So the first process is to get your lab test. And that brings me to the point that it's very important to get some lab tests done, which usually uh, you know, a gynecological trip won't uh, you know, cover. Uh, so we are told to do a hormonal panel test or an ultrasound uh, and some testosterone tests. But uh, if you also get along lipid profile, insulin resistance, vitamin D, B12, uh, this will sort of give you a sense that, okay, where do I need to work more? Yeah, And then accordingly, take a dose. And generally, if you are insulin resistance is where your HbA1c levels are above five, then inositol is a great supplement. So you might want to explore that instead of metformin uh, in, in consultation with your health practitioners. Of course, if you're already on a sugar balancing medication, you don't want to uh, again, take Inositol on top of it. So Inositol is great, it is it is getting some great responses. We don't have that, uh, you know, just you know, say, a lot of uh, gynecologists still don't recommend that because it's not on the book, but experiences from other people and from me, myself as well, have seen that great, great support from Inositol. It helps you in your, um, you know, increasing your fertility levels, insulin sensitivity, Egg, egg formation, uh, egg quality. So that's amazing. Apart from that, magnesium, zinc are amazing. Omega-3 is great because it helps you create good fats uh, yeah. and helps you with your hair, mental health, all of that. It will help you with your fatigue levels as well. Vitamin D, depending on what your levels are and vitamin B12 as well, because of your, uh, as per your levels. Yeah. we see that a long term usage of metformin can deplete your b12 levels so it's even more important for women who are on metformin to keep checking their b12 levels uh, if you're um additionally i would just say that if your gut health is not top notch in the sense if you feel that you are uh, usually constipated or you are uh, having frequent diarrhea Uh, you have IBS, leaky gut issues, then you may not be able to absorb these supplements really well. So you have to alongside work on healing your gut as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I think what you said about consulting a doctor and, and, you know, a a health professional beforehand will definitely allow you to understand exactly what the levels in your body are, which is obviously important before you take any supplements. Just a question in the chat from Ayushi. She's asking, um, how to deal with yeah the facial um, hair growth aspect because I think a lot of women go through that especially South Asian women I think it's a very common um, condition that we all have to go through in one way or the other so what um, advice would you have on that
1: that's the most hard part of going through PCOS and not everybody may have hirsutism which we call facial hair growth but whoever has It's a tough journey. So there are two parts to it. So there is one which you address the root cause and second is what you do cosmetically, right? So in terms of cosmetic, there are lots and lots of options. There's uh, epilators, there is wax, there's laser, uh, lots of treatments that you can consult a dermatologist, but you have to understand if you don't work on your root cause, this may just be a temporary treatment. So in terms of treating it with the root cause, you have to understand why your androgens are up. So your androgens are up because of insulin resistance, high levels of insulin. And how do you control high levels of insulin is addressing the stress, which means that you may not be stressed all the time, but because of your daily routine, you are not able to find time to get along some movement or you are very sedentary, uh, which helps. uh, So movement helps balancing your insulin in the body, right? If you are a sedentary person, you're spending uh, more than 15 hours in front of the laptop, you don't have enough time to move. When I say move, I don't say hit a gym. It could just be being active in terms of walk or just a run or whatever you enjoy playing a sport. Uh, So you have to address the movement. Second is sleep is very important as per the circadian rhythm. So if you are sleeping and getting a eight hour sleep but it's from 3 a.m. to until late afternoon, that doesn't help because your body's natural ability to fix and heal your hormones, you're snatching it away. So yeah. what is something most pocket-friendly and cost-effective is fix your sleep cycle as per the circadian rhythm. Wake up early, sleep early. This is the cheapest way to start fixing your hormones because you, your body is able to do that. Then support it by eating foods which are you know high in fiber, Because it helps you feel fuller for a long time, and it helps you release your insulin slowly in the blood. All right. So high fiber, high amount of plant-based foods, which will help you to get your metabolism running. It'll help you increase your metabolism. In terms of Ayurveda, also we see that our gut is connected to the. Uh, It's also called Agni, which is connected to the sun's energy. And sun's energy, they say, is highest from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you combine this with the circadian rhythm, it's somewhere is very close to what the circadian rhythm science also says, that you have to eat your heaviest meal somewhere till the afternoon and keep your dinners light. So be very uh, proactive in terms of understanding how food can make you feel after every meal. So if your meals make you sluggish and fatigued Mm. and you feel like cravings coming in just after having a big meal, then that means your insulin is not really balanced. And due to the imbalance of insulin, that's where your androgens go, go up. In fact, medically, it has not been confirmed that this increase in insulin causes higher androgens or it's higher androgens which causes increase in insulin. But what you can do is balancing your lifestyle with the right food. And some herbs really do magic. So something like spearmint has yeah, actually shown to reduce your facial hair growth. So you can see that your hair growth has started to become thinner and then ultimately it slows your hair growth. So spearmint, nettle leaves and cinnamon is a great combination that I prescribe to my community and my clients that have, that I have also seen myself that it works wonders.
0: Fantastic, yeah, some really, really good um, practical advice there. I've kept an eye on the chat just for everyone. Um, they're asking a few questions on um, how to deal with hair loss and gut health. But what I'll do is we'll um, answer the questions first and we'll come back to these questions in, towards the end. And yeah. the live will be saved, guys. So we posted on our podcast as well. So don't worry. You can definitely watch it back um, once the live is done. Um, someone's asking about, are some people more likely to get PCOS than others? Uh,
1: so if I say that that what causes PCOS, there is no such science which has confirmed that what causes PCOS but what we have seen from various experiences and the current medical science is that the, the genes of a person who has PCOS or any lifestyle condition may influence the lifestyle behavior of the person uh, and may induce PCOS for you. For example, my parents uh, have one or the other lifestyle condition. I may have higher chances to get PCOS because of my lifestyle. So genes yeah. doesn't mean that you could have PCOS. It's the lifestyle we carry from our various traditions, right? The eating habits, the way yes, we think. Absolutely. We might be more stressful because our mothers are tend to, you know, uh, think that way. You know, it is. It is all like if you think about these smaller aspects, we bring these with us while we grow up. So I think uh, it, it's it's different from saying that PCOS runs in family too pcos actually is effect, uh, it 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 is uh, it is the lifestyle can affect your pcos condition so uh, so yeah if, if you have any chronic conditions in your family like diabetes thyroid you are more likely to please take care of yourself because you could have some pieces like symptoms uh, so that's one uh, Second is that any any stressful condition in your life, say, for example, you went through uh, some loss of a family member suddenly and there was no PCOS before, that stress yeah. could really affect your adrenals and can give you a PCOS-like symptoms. Now, it is different when you say you are diagnosed with PCOS or you could be at risk of PCOS. So yeah. it's, it, it is very important to understand these symptoms early on so that you can fix them very early. So an old PCOS may take more time to sort of subside in terms of yeah. symptoms, while if it's really new, you can really take care. So we've seen that younger girls, when they make lifestyle changes, they get results very quickly. Uh, yeah. While it has not been, again, uh, confirmed, what but, but I mean to say, it's very important to look at your symptoms early on so that you can take the action more more, uh, you know, effect- effectively and efficiently yeah absolutely
0: so i want to touch on kind of the mental health well-being side of pcos because you know we've spoken about the physical symptoms and there's a number of them when you can sometimes obviously they're quite visible as well but like you touched upon in the beginning of you know this conversation there is a number of emotional and mental health kind of well-being um effects as well so what would some of those um look
1: like so uh I feel that emotional well-being is the most crucial part of uh, making any lifestyle or just handling your PCOS or managing your PCOS. And sometimes that emotional well-being gets ruined in the house because of your loved ones not understanding your condition. So uh, that could affect your Eating patterns. Uh, There are women who actually go through eating disorders Mm -hmm. uh, and they don't even realize that they're binge eating and they're eating outside their normal or usual eating routines. It could also lead to depression. So, if you are not letting out your emotions and the way you've been feeling in terms of your journey, if you're not able to share it with anybody, uh, then you may feel that, you know. you don't find enough support in terms of your partner, in terms of your parents, in terms of your siblings and uh, friends. Uh, So it's very important to have a support system. And that's where I said that this community helps you to get that support system if you feel that your loved ones are not understanding. But at the same time, it's even more important for you to communicate uh, to them in the right way that what you're going through. So it's important to start that conversation so you feel supported we have seen lots and lots of women in our community who are uh, targeted, or say who are you know targeted with body shaming uh, within their own families and relatives, and uh, we have supported them by sharing like suggestions and dialogues, uh, which has helped them to have those conversations openly. While we've also had some of the sessions where the whole family, including mother, father, brother, with the girl are sitting there wow. and yeah. we've convinced them that you know this is not the right time to get her married because she need to first address her condition it's not like you you will get her married and things will you know automatically uh solve there's a big uh, myth that PCOS gets better once you get married it is a big bullshit because Marriage has nothing to do with PCOS. And if you consider uh, sexual intercourse, it doesn't have to do anything with the PCOS. It's more about finding support. Uh, and I feel with relationships and with marriage, you find, do find that support and you feel that, okay, I'm not alone. I have my partner to support me. And hence, I feel it's even more important for young girls who are single, they don't have uh, you know, support system. They are more likely to go through emotional Uh, trauma or you know um, go through depression and that's what we see it's even harder for the young girls because finding that safe space to communicate is what you know makes you feel okay and you you like okay I'm fine with it it's okay if I have PCOS now these are the things I need to you know address Uh, some women do not have enough um, you know uh, financial resources to take care of their medical expenses And it's really, really uh, tough to get a a good diagnosis. Sometimes you're running around in circles for years and years to find your root cause, just to understand that, okay, you've spent like 50,000 bucks for just like two years of time and still you're left with no solution. Answer
0: or solution, yeah. It really
1: burns your pocket and again it could affect your mental health you like you're prioritizing your health but you don't seem to find answers so it's you see it's when you say it's a support definitely a lot of things are there to play you don't have financial support it might you know just worsen your symptoms if you don't have a supporting family or a partner it might worsen your symptoms uh, so it's so so important to start that conversation because until you don't start that conversation People will not understand. And your family members, your loved ones will always be there once you talk about it, right?
0: Yeah. So you
1: can just start by talking it to your siblings or your friends or or your mom or your father, whoever you feel close to. Uh, But make that conversation so that you feel supported. It's important.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes the most difficult thing to do is to speak up and to actually just say it out loud. But like you said, once you take that step and you take that leap it just becomes easier from them because then maybe you might be surprised. Maybe your parents are very supportive and then they might, you know, help you get the help that you need. Um, so I am just looking through the comments and there's quite a few questions, so we can do like a quick um fire round just to some of these questions. Um, so the first question is, How do you improve your gut health?
1: Okay, first of all taking out all the non-fiber coming from the meaty animal products, even if you are an animal uh, you know, product lover, keep yeah. it minimal and rare because animal products lack fiber. And you at as a PCOS patient, um, you need to include more fiber to digest your proteins, digest your food and uh, meat can only be a big burden for you to uh, digest. In fact, a meat can take more than 72 hours to get digested and undigested yeah. food in your stomach can just be a toxin, right? So that's yeah, the absolutely. first step. Second step is to make sure that you are, uh, you know, hydrating a lot, eating lots of lots of green veggies, as I said. So when you say like plant-based foods, it means good portion of your green veggies every day, including at least one to two fruits in your diet. So do not combine your fruits with your uh, main meal. It could be your snack, or it could be your first thing in the morning after your workout, maybe. So uh, increasing your fruit intake. Thirdly, taking enough rest. So sleep can also give you gut issues. So it's very important for you to sleep as per your circadian rhythm. That's more important fourth is keeping a diet which is as per your health profile so if you are somebody who's not able to digest a lot mm-hmm. of high fiber and there's lots and lots of genetic data that including millets is really helpful but you may not be able to digest it yeah. so do not follow a generic advice when you have a chronic gut issue it has to be as per your health profile, your diet needs to be as per your health profile. So softer foods, foods that are easily digestible. So we say that white rice, uh, you know, there's lots of data which says white rice is not good for PCOS. It's not like that. In fact, for a chronic gut issue, white rice is the only thing they can digest, you know. So with gut issues, please seek a professional help before you indulge into a uh you know uh, any generic pcs diet i would say
0: yeah absolutely listen to your body and i think every body is so different that i think it's so difficult to have like a a one prescribed remedy because i think everyone's gut is going to be completely different so that's really good advice um second question is how uh, the
1: fourth thing i wanted to add on before we move on to the next question was including good probiotics. Now, it can mm-hmm. be very tricky when you're trying to eliminate animal-based products and you're still looking for probiotics. So if you are eliminating um, you know, yogurt or uh, dairy products because it's not suiting you, then you can look for kaffir or you can look for uh, you know, kombucha or sauerkraut. Uh, yeah. In India, we do have kanji, which is a good probiotic. So look for healthy gut bacteria that you can include in your food uh, fermented foods which can uh, help you create good bacterias and good bacterias help you improve your digestion
0: perfect yeah the second question is how do you deal with hair loss because again that was another symptom that we mentioned with PCOS. how would you deal with that Which i think is a very tricky question because i think everyone's hair again is so different but yeah what general advice would you have on that
1: What I would say is that with PCOS, the symptomatic treatment and the root cause treatment is different. So the symptomatic treatment is something that you would do to address it from above. But the root cause treatment is always the lifestyle change. So that remains constant for any symptoms. So if you have fatigue, if you have hair loss, if you have hirsutism, if you want to reduce your weight and you're not happy with it, if you want to improve your lipid profiles. The advice remains the same, but for hair loss, something additionally that you can include herbs are saw palmetto, which is uh, shown to see and medically it has shown uh, great, great results. Biotin is something that you can explore as a supplement. Then certain herbs really work well. Again, spearmint tea and nettle leaves are amazing. Uh, Taking care of your health from above like this is from the root cause this is from how you can include some things in your diet but from above uh, rosemary oil coconut oil uh, taking yeah. care of your hair in a way that uh, you know the nourishment that it needs if you feel that your hair is very dry including uh, you know lots and lots of massages at least once or twice in a week really yeah. helps and taking away all the chemical based self-help self Self care products go a long way. I cannot stress that enough because the chemicals that you find in the products, including the artificial perfumes and scents which are added, it could only disrupt our endocrine system uh, and could disturb our estrogen balance in the blood. So um, this small change can go a long way. I know it's a lot to deal with while you're making a lifestyle change and somebody who's listening for the first time and be like, oh my gosh, I need to change so many products and foods in my diet. It's all about making one step at a time. So please don't get overwhelmed. Uh, Make at least one change in a week, but do it consistently and then top it up with another change next week and so on and so forth. So you will see by... The second month you must have done so many changes so it's all yeah. about being consistent i would say yeah. uh, some of the supplements that i mentioned and herbs are very crucial in fact omegas and zincs are very good again as i said if you're taking a lot of supplements what happens is if you buy each supplement every supplement could have a combination of other supplements so that's the reason it's even more important to see a health practitioner to understand which ones and how much to take
0: yeah i think with hair especially it's um being patient because you know hair growth and you know uh, i think treating hair loss is not you know a one-step solution it definitely takes patience and consistency um i have a question myself actually just now that because you mentioned biotin and that obviously has you know shown to help with hair growth but is there any relation with if you take biotin supplements is that in any way um contribute to facial hair growth as well, because I would think those are linked, but I don't think that they probably are then, are they? There
1: is no research to confirm that. There are lots and lots of uh, posts on Google when you find it on Google that, you know, if there's any side effect, not, not that I have come across as a validated yeah. research, uh, but biotin can really de- dehydrate you. So it's very important to, uh, you know, keep hydrated. Um, okay. And when I say hydrated, doesn't mean that you have to gulp a lot of water, just having water rich fruits, vegetables, and drinks can, you know, get you there. Okay, perfect.
0: And then another question I thought was really interesting is to do with um, milk consumption. So I think I've heard that milk has specific hormones that can be kind of, you know, Uh, not beneficial for, you know, your body. Is there any uh, relation to that with regards to PCOS again?
1: So uh, I will, before answering that, I will just share my personal journey with milk. Yeah. So that it becomes a bit relatable and um, uh, something that people can connect to when it comes to the confusion. So I've come from a point where I was a very picky eater. There was nobody to guide me. And uh, my research from obviously Google and so many medical journals was like, okay, delete this, delete this, delete this, delete this, and take this out. And at one point in time, while I was making my changes and managing my condition, and I was like doing pretty well, I realized that, you know, after some time uh, when your metabolism has improved, certain food elements may not, you know, uh, trouble you the way they did a few months back. So yeah. firstly, I want to address this, that when you are looking at elimination of food, it has to be, again, a journey for you. So you start by eliminating inf- probable inflammatory foods from your diet. Say, for example, alcohol, animal products, dairy, gluten, which you feel could be a probable trigger for your symptom. So a bloaty feeling or uh, rashes or being yeah. sick or whatever. So you go th- go from eliminating those foods and you keep eliminating until say four weeks and then you start bringing those foods back to confirm that if they still trouble you. So when I was going through that pattern, I realized that the way I was digesting gluten has become better. I was able to take my rotis really well. I was able to digest the whole wheat really well. So a generic advice that if you have PCOS, can you take gluten is definitely not like is equal to or not is equal to it's like yeah. how well is your metabolism because only one to two percent of the world population is gluten intolerant by birth or say you have celiac disease so it is definitely temporary in fact whole wheat has whole wheat and lots and other varieties of wheat it has amazing fiber and some great great beta carotenes, which really help you with increasing your fiber and bringing the satiety. So it's about where you are at this, you know, curve. With milk, it's like Uh, you know where are you getting your milk from now commercially produced milk has lots of lots of hormones you don't know how the cow has been treated now see that if a dog or any animal for that matter has same stress levels have same emotions like we have they will also have their estrogen they will also have their cortisol levels now in a body like us who is going through a bad hormonal imbalance you don't want to invite more hormones to create a ruckus so yeah. maybe when making that elimination, just go off it for some time, just by reducing it. So say you're addicted to your chai every day, but you don't want to take it out. So start by from this much, start by reducing it and then all, have it alternate days and see how on the alternate days it helps you. Does it really matter or does it not? And that's yeah. how I realized that just a bit of milk was troubling me. And that was the reason of my skin infection, which I was trying to treat for so many, you know, months. So um, that's what I realized along the way that milk was not something that I can take it very well. And while I was on that journey to bring it back, it did not ever suit me well. So even now, mm. I don't really like milk or the yogurt. Yeah. But, yeah. but as per lots and lots of surveys that we do on our community, on Telegram, on our Instagram, on our web, we have consistently seen that 50%, regardless of how many followers we have, 50% of women Have seen improvement. Fifty percent of women have not seen any improvement when they reduce the milk. So it really depends where and how it affects your body because my body is different from yours, and yours is different from everybody else. There's no
0: one-step solution to this problem. But do you think that something like oat milk or almond milk, which is becoming very, very popular now, is that a good substitute? Would you say because that again is not you know it doesn't have the hormones within within it.
1: So almond milk, again, If you, it is very important to read the labels. If you are taking almond milk, packaged really beautifully, but it has some unpronounceable ingredients, which you can't make sense out of, you don't know what you're putting in your stomach. That goes with the Mm. vegan diet and plant-based diet as well. So these days it has become so, so, um, you know, uh, trendy to become vegan or plant-based. But if you're having processed foods, being vegan, it doesn't help because you're not taking the fresh fruits and the fiber. Similarly for almond milk, so if that milk has been uh, you know, very clean product, or you're making it fresh, it's good to take. Also, some people are allergic to nuts, so you have to see yes. your personal allergies. Uh, coconut amazing. milk is very, very, very safe to take. So okay. uh, lots and lots of people are okay to take coconut milk. So these are the two milks that work really well when you're going on a plant-based diet. There is oats milk as well, but some people are allergic to a protein in oats and they see rashes. So if okay. you are somebody who gets a bloaty feeling or get rashes, you may not be, you are somebody who does not take oats really well because they're a bit carby in nature. Uh, yeah. So maybe it can affect your metabolism. So that's why I did not bring up oats, but yeah, I say it. So
0: check your allergies and know what you um, can take and cannot take. Um, I'm going to end on the last question here. And his question is, can normal PCOS turn into lean PCOS?
1: That's a brilliant question. It can. So uh, recently I spoke to a couple of women, couple means two of them, who have come from losing the weight, uh, from being really healthy, to not able to gain that weight back. Yeah, this it's is the exact
0: to... question. I think um, she's yes. going through that exact struggle
1: right now. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. It can happen. And, you know, sometimes it could be just because you've been uh, very picky in terms of what you're eating. And just because you are eliminating some foods doesn't mean you have to do it for a lifetime. And you may lose the opportunity to uh, not, you know, nourish yourself. So uh, the elimination needs to be temporary. But having said that, animal-based products uh, are always very hard to digest for people who have PCOS. So what happens is, I'll give you an example. So when you go on a plant-based diet to lose your weight um, and the fat, you um, the calories that you have, say a plate, which is majority has the animal-based products uh, while a little bit of plant-based products, that calorie of that plate will be much larger to the same plate, which is full of plant-based foods. Now your calories are, again gone drastically down but you're eating the same so it is very important to uh, see how much you're eating our bodies adapt very quickly so if you do not nourish them with the enough water and food they adapt so the way they adapt is that they start to prioritize your survival rather than working on your hair or your skin right so it won't say that we need more food they just make the most out of whatever you give them. So you have to up your calorie intake In if you're looking at a lean PCOS with good food. So the good calories are coming from good fats and increasing your portion. So maybe if you're yeah. having only three meals, try to have four meals and do lots and lots of strength training, include more proteins. So this is how you can gain that uh, good fat perfect. and good muscle back.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's really, really great. Um, so, before we end, what is a personal mantra that you live by?
1: I truly believe in positivity and being very optimistic about your health. There is nothing that cannot be addressed if you seek for right help and resources. Uh, and it's definitely possible to reverse your PCOS, no matter who tells you that you cannot cure your PCOS. Definitely, medically, you cannot. It is tough to say that, but there's so many living examples on our community that women have been able to reverse their PCOS. They've been successfully delivered babies normally. So it's all about the approach that you take. A bad negative emotion can really bring you down the drain while a good positive notion can start your day with a spark. So it's your choice and it's your control over your thoughts of what you want to be.
0: Absolutely. Well, I just want to say, Nidhi, thank you so much um, for your time today. I think you've spoken so well um, about such an important topic and conversation that we should all be having, especially as women. And I think you've definitely educated a lot of us that have kind of tuned into this live. There are a lot of questions that I wasn't able to answer, but I'm sure if they um, DM the page, would that be a, a resource for them to be able to go to?
1: Absolutely. Or, you can DM okay. me or if you would like to comment on this IG live, I'll be happy to address them. Just tag me on that post and I'll be happy to address those questions. It has been wonderful talking to you, Alicia. Thank you for the opportunity. What I would say that we all need to start talking about this topic. If you feel and if you see any person who you could relate to in terms of sy- symptoms, please extend a help because you may not know who you're helping. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's my message.
0: And Nidhi, thanks again for your time. And I really, really enjoyed speaking to you. Same here, Alicia. Thank you so much.